you know, here's the thing I know, and is that we live in the feeling of our thinking always, every single minute. And so if I'm feeling overwhelmed, stuck, not sure what to do, scared to death, any of the things that come up in entrepreneurship and business and parenting and life all the time, I know what it's from. It's because I have a lot of thinking going on and I'm believing it. And the pause is the way I remind myself, I don't have to do anything with that thinking, but I can give myself a calm mind. I can just give myself space. And so it gives me chills. I have chills right now. It gives me so, there's just so much magic there. That's where the magic lives. I don't know what happens on the other side of the pause, but it's always better. Welcome back to the Balance Bowley podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, the number one balance and relationship advisor in the world, here to make sure that you are moving from that space of just barely surviving the mundane relationships, the burnout, the imposter syndrome, and all the circumstances that have held you captive in a box that you need to break so you can move into a space where you can thrive in work life and in love. I am excited to continue the conversation. We are well into our season 23, all the steps that you need to take that are crucial to your success. With me today is a lovely, energetic piece of joy. Do you hear me? I am loving her all day, always. She's going to probably make me hurry up because I'm probably going to try to keep her too long because she is so full of energy. I can already feel it. We're kismet. We're sisters. I feel it all through my bones. So welcome to our playground today as we have this kind of virtual kitchen conversation with you. And I hope that you pull out some notepads and some pens and get ready to just jot down the learning lessons that you're soaking in just from the conversation on air. Welcome, Michelle Barry Franco. She works with founders, entrepreneurs, coaches, and wellness experts. People who are helpers helping others are her people. She wants to make sure that she helps them become the recognized leaders in their industry through speaking and thought leadership that they are destined to be. Michelle is helping as many clients as possible share their message and their story on TEDx stages and at the best conferences in their industry. Yes, even with all things virtual, Michelle is still able to help you grow your thriving businesses and make the positive difference in the world along the way that you need to make. Because if you didn't know, you're necessary just in case you were doubting it. Michelle happens to also be the author of Beyond Applause, Make a Meaningful Difference Through Transformational Speaking and creator of the Recognized Leader Program and Speak So It Matters Presentation Skill Training because speaking matters when you do it well, okay? Like it's very simple and very clear and she's making sure that none of your fears around speaking, your your hesitations around being on powerful stages, virtual or in person, are keeping you back from being able to accelerate your thought leadership success with yourself and with your clients, because that's what she's doing with all of hers. Michelle also happens to host because she is phenomenal and ambitious like the rest of us. She hosts her own show, her own podcast called Brilliance at Work. It's available where all podcasts can be found. Michelle, welcome to the Balance Bully Podcast. Oh, I'm so excited. That intro, I'm, I'm all jazzed up. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. 
I'm excited to have you. Your smile, your energy, your glow is amazing. And I'm so grateful that you showed up for us because we have been trying to get you here for a minute, woman, a minute. <laughs> yes. Thank you for caring so much about having me here. And, and I'm glad that I finally <laughs> made it work. No, you know, I was looking forward to it. I told you I digitally stalked you. I wanted to make sure that you were everything that people told me you were and you are showing up in full truth. So I'm excited to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I would love if you could tell a little bit uh, about what pulls you forth in the morning to all the people who are listening. What pulls me forth in the morning? Oh, um, I like that question. <laughs> uh, you know, I, <laughs> I think the so many things do, of course, you know, I have my family and I love my kids and they're, they're out there doing things. And so I get up to go serve them. And, <laughs> right. but, but as you know, when it, when I think about my work and I often, you know, I'm a person who helps people tell their story. I help <laughs> them tell their story of transformation. I love doing that. And yet there's, there's something underneath all that for me, as well as for many of the people I work with, which is we can tell our story. Like I can answer that question and say, you know, I really care about helping people express themselves yeah. powerfully. And, and, but the funny thing is I, do, that is what it is, right? Like for some reason, and I can't explain it. I have known for so long, although I couldn't articulate it this way, that I am on this earth to help people say what they're trying to say more powerfully. And, and there are certain people, there's a subset of our humanity who is who are called to serve with their stories and their expertise, right? Yes. <laughs> and, but they, and, and they do it powerfully, but they don't all know how to express themselves in the way that maximizes that impact. And that's just, that's what I was given was for some reason I was given that drive and that gift to help them say what they're supposed to say. So that's really what it's about for me. It's about self-expression. Yeah, I feel like you are unleashing people. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, like, um, you know, and I know that, you know, we all have these adjectives that we use like every year. Every year has a word. A couple years ago, the word was shift. A few years ago, right? Like there's always. Yeah. But there's this unleashing that is extremely necessary and essential, yeah. and I'll use the C word, crucial right yeah. now is exactly what you're doing. Because there are so many people who are afraid to speak their truth. Uh, let alone to speak it in front of others who are looking at them like they're in a fishbowl, which I know comes up a lot yeah. with speaking. I can tell you that, you know, I'm a transformational empowerment speaker. That's my anointed, you know, part of the okay. expression of my anointed gift as someone who exerts other people. And one of the challenges I had years and years and years and years ago when a, a couple of friends around the same time said, oh, you're, you're supposed to be doing that when we were watching other speakers. I was like, if you don't get out of here with that nonsense, I wish I would. Like, it is not happening because that, as much as I'm an advocate and I'm, I'm very serious about helping others and I would definitely stand up to, you know, stop a bully in action and all of that. If you told me to do that same thing on a pedestal of sorts, like a stage that's four inches above the ground where everyone else is, is standing, my whole energy shifted. Mm. I got so scared and I would turn all the way in and my mm. stomach tightened and my hands got clammy and sweaty and all of that. And mm. I know some people just freeze okay. and can't do anything. I'm a fighter. Mm. So I would come off as really aggressive. Mm. which wasn't necessarily the message that I, I might have been supposed to be talking about loving people. And I was like, you're going to love people. 
yeah. I didn't have tools, right? And you That's being right. able to help people with that is phenomenal yeah. on so many yeah. levels. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting. That's really, uh, I have an exercise called your rooftop message. I don't know if you've heard about it or, but so uh, we'll do it in a second if you would like to, Um, Yeah. no pressure. You don't even have to answer it, but I'll at least talk it through because it's really helpful for people to find sort of a sense of abandon, which is often what I talk about surrendered speaking and, but there's this, like this block, just exactly what you're talking about. And, and when I talk about the rooftop message, I've had a few people even people in the public speaking realm, because I coach a lot of, a lot of speakers, Definitely. As yeah. well as, you know, and they'll say like, I feel weird about this idea that you get up on a roof, you know, that you're above your people when uh-huh. you share this message, right? This, and, and what it, I think so much of the freedom that, that we can feel and that I see happen for people that I get to work with, or even people I don't get to work with, but they see this. It's a seeing, it's not a doing. We see it differently. So that we're not getting on the rooftop to be above anyone. So people will say, I don't want to be above people. I want to be with my people. Your people can't hear you. They can't hear you because there's too much going on in their heads. When you get up on that rooftop, you're willing. So we don't all have to love the, the spotlight. I don't love the spotlight. I am like not an intended public speaker from a like, everybody look at me. I have since high school, gotten in front of a room full of people because it was so clear to me that it was the most powerful way to change a bunch of lives at once. And when Mm. you see that getting on the rooftop or getting up those four inches or whatever it is, is the way to serve it. It it just makes sense. That's all. I love it. So I think in hashtags as if I'm like a 15 year old girl. Um, (laughs) And I, I heard and saw a hashtag of elevate your platform, elevate your people when you were talking. Nice. Because that's I what that. I visualized yeah. when you said that. Is, yeah. You know, that shifts for for me and for anyone else who's listening who also had that same limited scarcity thinking that I had that you're talking yeah. about with like, oh, I don't want to be above anybody. Like, let me be yeah. on the ground and I'll, you know, I'll shout, I'll yell, I'll scream, I'll do whatever it is that needs to be done to get things done. But if you tell me to stand up, <laughs> it's going to be a different situation because mm-hmm. I saw it as a disproportionate authority. And I thought that I was taking other people's power away. Yes. Um, in an inverted, you know, thinking mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. So I hear you really clearly saying, no, elevate your platform and your mm-hmm. voice and your power so that you can elevate the very people that you're trying to help. For sure. It's very much like, I think, servant leadership. It's yeah. really what it is, right? You're just, you're willing to go do what it takes. You have something. Well, let's do the, let's do the, um, the rooftop message. And yeah, we'll sure. Illustrate. Is that all right? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and everyone who's listening can do this too, but if you're driving, don't close your eyes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to ask you to close your eyes or get a soft gaze or whatever works for you. And I want you to imagine that you're in this little town and in this town, the streets are full of people. And these people are struggling and you're standing among them and they're struggling with the very thing that you know how to help them solve. And they're saying to each other, I am so tired of this. I feel like I've tried everything. I have, you know, I've just, I don't know what else to try. I'm exhausted. And you, you are standing there and you literally like try to tell a few people near you, but they can't hear you because there's too much chaos going on. So you look off to the right and you see this building and against the building, there's a ladder. And the ladder leads up to a reasonably flat roof. 
So you walk over to that ladder, you climb up to the edge of that roof, you cup your hands around your mouth and you say, listen to me, beautiful people. Here is what you need to know to make your lives better. What would you shout from that rooftop? I would tell everyone to pause, to back away from each other, because I see the chaos of families that are not communicating, that are struggling to breathe in their own space. Like that's what I see down all of that chaos. And I see the pain and the hurt and the harm and the frustration of everyone feeling like they're not being heard because they want more than what what they're stuck in. Like they're like in quicksand of sorts. That's what I see when you ask me about the chaos. Um, So I would tell everyone to pause to step away from each other and back up from the emotion of what's happening in this hour so that they can look into the eye of the person that they love and see the pain and see their craving to be heard fully Mm. without judgment, allowing them to be vulnerable, not shaming them, not denying them and not holding them to this guilt of whatever they, whatever mistakes they made before so they can hear what they're trying to make right in this moment. And then I would go into whatever the lesson is, but yeah, that oh, would I love be that me. so much. Yeah. And what I really love that you've done, which is often a next phase. I mean, you're a professional speaker. You already, you know about audience intimacy, but the next thing that, that is that you've already done that many people haven't done yet, but it changes everything is getting intimately connected with what those people are experiencing, right? So you were just describing it. That is where the magic is. You know that, right? So we go up there, we have this thing we want to say then, and we're saying it to a group of people, right? You have to have some idea who's on the streets so that you can say, hey, you're going to feel better if you stop eating wheat and dairy and, you know, that's your message, right? Right. These are people who are struggling with like, you know, digestion or like energy or whatever. But then there's a second layer of that. And this is where so much power is that you just described, which is really, I call it an audience intimacy. It's way more than audience analysis, which we talk about in public speaking all the time. This is what are they, what are they thinking in those hardest moments? What are they like, what are they afraid to say out loud? Because they think no one else thinks or feels that. I already heard you saying those things. That's when the message gets so jaw dropping for the, for the people you're meant to serve. So true that being, I, t- well, I talk about intimacy in a 360 way, because we talk about sex, love and all yes. of that stuff. Um, but also, you know, the, yeah, listen, exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, also that intimacy in its simplest form is just a deeper connection. Yeah. And when you yes. can connect deeper with someone, they hear you because they feel you now. Um, and that's exactly what you're describing, which is really rough for people that are afraid to be touched themselves. Mm, so I'm yeah, curious yeah. about, you know, some of your clients and who you work with, as well as if you've experienced any of that when you were walking into or stepping into your power and realizing what your superpower was to help. Yeah. When you're working with those people that have to do their own work yeah. around, like they can't get intimate because they haven't been intimate with themselves yeah. yet, right? Like yeah. when they're, that that's why they're struggling with connection and kind of breaking the box of what they think a, a good transformational speaker is um, because they, you know, they watch too many TEDx videos and thought they could emulate it instead of knowing that there's a coaching behind that, that right? Those, those private things you can't see, um, not knowing to have a Michelle Barry Franco in their lives, right? Like to help them with that process. Have you, 
has that come up for you with when you're working privately, like in your small groups and your VIPs with clients that are like, I like I just want to go and share the message. I don't want to look at them. I don't want them to look at me. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to feel like I have to do any theatrics to connect to people. But it's not because they're they can't do those things. It's because they feel like they wouldn't be being honest with themselves because they're still dealing with their own hurt or yeah. guilt or shame or anger in that. Has that come up for you in your work? I think it did unknowingly, certainly at first. I think there are layers to understanding the power of that. So I feel like there's a few different things I'd like to say about that. First of all, yeah. if they're not interested, if this person who want, who is an aspiring speaker or a current speaker, um, but they want to get better. And so, you know, they're in my world for some reason, they're listening to what I are going to a workshop or whatever. Um, <laughs> if they don't want to talk about audience intimacy, if they don't want to talk about the depths of connection, they're probably not going to stay anyway, because that's all yeah. I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, First right. Of all, the ones that are really, really afraid of that. And really, if they want coaching on how they should move on a stage, when should they move forward? When should they move back? They are in the wrong place because I will not tell them how to move their body because here's the truth. Their body knows how to move when they're deeply connected with their message and that audience. They will own that stage in exactly the way they are meant to. Again, it'll take time. They're going to need to get on some stages and it'll get better and better over time. But I got nothing to teach them there that their body and their soul doesn't already know. But there is a kind of deepening and a releasing of all of the, of all of the stories that, and I'm not even going to say releasing, although that is how I thought about it at first. There's a, um, there's a, a seeing, mm -hmm. you know, we have a human brain and our brain tells us danger, danger. You get up on that stage, you put yourself out there, you get on that virtual stage and they mm -hmm. record you so that then it can be shared everywhere and, yeah. and people judge you and you might be ousted from the tribe, right? Our primal brain is like, you know, and if you are back way back in our evolution, this would have meant you're killed by a neighboring tribe or a large animal. And so our primal brain is saying, don't do this. You're going to die. Yeah. It's yeah. not true. But once you really, really see that your brain's going to do that, mine still does that. And it's decades and decades later. So, yeah. I mean, I work with really high level speakers, lots of TED speaker, TEDx speakers. We stand in that green room. They are all the feelings. You can do yeah. emanating everywhere. And they go mm -hmm. down anyway. And they are amazing. They look as amazing as you see in the video. Right. Videos, right. 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 Amazing things, even with all kinds of stuff going on in our head. So true. So true. I love you said so many things in that in that statement and that share. So thank you for that. Um, one of the things that I heard that I don't want the listeners to miss, especially our our entrepreneurial listeners, but also those high level execs that are listening that might be in some form of mental transition, which might be a professional transition because of all the things that we're coming out of through 2020 now that we're in 2021. And one of the things that you said was the the people who don't wanna do the deeper connection, because that's what I'm talking about the majority of the time, are not my people. Yeah. And that is huge as a business owner and as someone who's discovering that the life that they're living no longer serves them in yeah. the highest way, right? Like it just doesn't feed them, it doesn't nurture them anymore. 
and not just from a financial standpoint, but just, you know, from a, a servant leadership, from an impact perspective. And you have found your people. You know that the people that you serve from your highest self are willing and ready, even though they don't have the plan, they're coming to you for the plan. Even though they don't know the how or the the, the what yep. steps to do, they're coming. That's that's why they hire you to do that. Yep. They are willing and ready to be vulnerable enough to find their strength and yeah. to really walk in it. Where you could have said, you know what, Nikita, you know, I'll I'll help anybody. Mm-hmm. And everybody, you know, like I'll work with them. And some people just might take 10 years, some people may take two. And not that there's a judgment about the length of time before they yeah. walk into power, but the people that you're not willing to work with just remove themselves because yeah. they they show up with their their hindrances and their barriers in this irremovable, I don't even know if that's a word, but irremovable space where they're just not willing to break through that to get the change that they originally told you on their questionnaire, their application, whatever. Oh yeah, Michelle, I totally want this. I need this. I want to be a thought leader. I want to do this. I want to, you know, unveil my brilliance. I'm so excited, but then they're not willing to do the work. And as an entrepreneur and a businesswoman, you could easily fall prey to your own limitations and scarcity and be like, "Mm, that they had the X number of dollars. So let me figure out a way to help them. Or you could say, no, that's, that's not what I'm going to do. These, these are the requirements to work with me that I can guarantee that I'm going to get the best out of you and give you the best result. And if you're not willing to do it, then I'm not going to work with you. Um, And that's a phenomenal, brave thing to, to recognize about yourself for your own crucial step, right? And your own success to say, no, you know, maybe 10 years ago when I started this business, you know, when I first started working with people, I was trying to figure out who my ideal client was, like who that, but I I know my people now. And I just, I wanted to highlight that because I feel like that was such an important, crucial thing that you said about knowing who is good for you so you can be great for them and who isn't. That was, (laughs) Well, you know, the other thing about it is, I I mean, I got nothing else to say anyway. See what I'm saying? Like, this is all I see. So if you want, if you come to me and I've had people do this and say, but I want you to teach me like blocking, you know, like moving on a stage. And I'm like, I don't understand why you want me to teach you that. Like, I don't get it. You want to be a great speaker, right? If you want to be a great transformational speaker, I don't understand why I would teach you that. Now, I get it, though, that there are speaking coaches out there who will be like, this is the thing to teach you. Perfect. Like maybe for that person where they are on their journey, that's like the next the next thing to Mm -hmm. to try. And and at some point, maybe they'll show up again or maybe not. Like to me, I just (laughs) I feel like I guess at this stage, maybe after so many years, you just you you know what it looks and. I don't even try to, like, I feel like the filters are already in place. Like yeah. if you've been listening at all to me, <laughs> you're probably not even coming to me for that. But here's what's <laughs> fun about this. And you've probably seen this too. This doesn't mean there's like a profile that fits. So right. for example, I work with, I work with a lot of coaches and wellness experts. So, mm-hmm. and most of them are, you know, thought leaders and aspiring thought leaders, usually already on their way. But yeah, I also work with founders of tech companies. I work with, I mean, it is not, you know, high level executives in financial institutions. I do corporate training at large financial institutions. And I still say the same things. 
Now, you know, there's a different, I honor their language. I sort of help, I meet them where they are, but I'll walk them my direction because that's all I've got to tell them. And it's my eighth year working with this particular financial institution. So it's working, even though you would, a person might think that Mm -hmm. a much more sort of linear, uh, less kind of deep intimacy. I don't use the word intimacy as often when I'm there. For example, yeah, I, know, I don't want to like have their brains go, but I definitely talk about it because mm-hmm. that's what I got to say, you know? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. After this podcast episode, they're going to be like, oh, she's allowed to use that word. Um, <laughs> I, in, in the same, like we call them, um, our two corporate programs we have are a part of our intimacy amplifiers. And we got the same pushback for the company. It was like intimacy. Well, we have to, you know, because of our sexual harassment. I was like, I need you to get all of your heads out of the gutter. We all grown. And they're like, look up the, the Webster dic- dictionary definition of it and then kind of walk them in it. And I realized at first I hesitated on, do I want to still call it this? Um, because it's, it's personal development and leadership development. That's all it is underneath of the title for the specific programs. But we did the same thing because people immediately like, oh, you're talking about sex. Like we can. We can talk about how the stuff in the bedroom is affecting how you show up in the boardroom. We can go there, but yeah, I'm I'm assuming that that's not what you want to do in front of a room of your colleagues. So we can, you know, handle it from, you know, in your case, like the etiquette of speaking, the ethos, local pathos, like all the things that really go into it. Or, you know, you can keep your mind in the gutter because you're using that as a way for you to to not show up fully and yeah. and try to stick to, you know, some third grade version of the word and and limit yourself to that which is hilarious but i'm like oh michelle was on nikita's podcast okay (laughs) (laughs) i love it i mean the truth is this understanding intimacy or whatever word you want to use but understanding that kind of connection makes everything about life better sex business going to work friendship all of it i want it for everyone i want them to see what that kind of connection with the right people you know with the people yeah, that you meant to connect with that way can do for them it's amazing on so many levels that oh honey we're, we're going to end up with a part two i we'll talk about that post this podcast there's something else that i want to invite you to because i think it will be juicy and really really good um in the interim with everything that you're pouring out, because you're pouring out to a lot of people to really help them step into the power of themselves and elevate their platform so they can elevate those people that set those new hashtags um, that that you're helping them with, right? How are you giving yourself permission to pause? Can I tell you a fun fact really quick? Yeah, of course. I got to coach the the inventor of the hashtag. Shut up. Side note, it's just funny that you're bringing it up because uh, one of the things he was told early on by a, a high level person at Twitter, you know, when he was like, hey, we should try this way of organizing our comments was like, that is so nerdy. No one's ever going to use it. <gasps> <You know what? laughs> like millions per day on Twitter. Okay. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah, phenomenal. That was, that was fun. Um, so how do I give myself permission to pause? Um, I believe I believe so wholeheartedly in the pause. It is my way of life now. And, and I'll say that everywhere from when I, you know, business, just my business day, my parenting, my, my marriage, um, but also speaking. I mean, the power of the pause in speaking is really big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know that's more strategic than you're talking about, but let's highlight <laughs> it. Um, but for me, 
it's always what I do. It, you know, here's the thing I know, and is that we live in the feeling of our thinking always, every single minute. And so if I'm feeling overwhelmed, stuck, not sure what to do, scared to death, any of the things that come up in entrepreneurship and business and parenting and life all the time, I know what it's from. It's because I have a lot of thinking going on and I'm believing it. And the pause is the way I remind myself, I don't have to do anything with that thinking, but I can give myself a calm mind. I can just give myself space. And so it gives me chills. I have chills right now. Gives me so, there's just so much magic there. That's where the magic lives. I don't know what happens on the other side of the pause, but it's always better. I, I agree with you a thousand percent. There's literally nothing I can add to that except I felt those chills. I felt those chills too. And it's, it's such a triple, quadruple confirmation of all the reasons that I believe that so much of our innovation, creativity, yeah. adventure, like all of the greatest parts of ourselves come out of those moments when we've given ourselves that permission. The musing happens in that pocket of time, five minutes, two minutes, two hours, four weeks, whatever it is that you need to do that clearing of yeah. your energy to really just get right with you and your spirit and re-anchor to your truest power, all the magic happens there. So I felt that when yeah. you said it. Yeah. That yeah. And awesome. I love it. It's available throughout the day. And I also take many uh, retreats. So I do personal retreats, always two nights, you know, I have a design to it because sometimes we need a bigger pause, right? That's right. And I, yeah. Yeah. So don't get me started. We talk about <laughs> it on this show all the time. Every year for the last five and a half years, I've taken a six week self-lovecation over oh. the summer. Um, it. It's my, my birthday and my anniversary with my love, like all of that kind of happens yeah. in there. And then we do a two and a half to three week winter solstice at the end of the year. And we, we're strategic. We time it based on the numbers of what the world used to look like pre-COVID yeah. um, in terms of all the things that we do. Usually that's big vacation time for all of our mm -hmm. corporate clients. So we're not losing money. We're gaining and saving. Like it ended up being like the perfect time to do it. And my birthday happens to be in the middle of it. So it's like, <laughs> you know, win-win with all of it. Um, and when we first did it, I was nervous and scared. Like, can you, like, you're an entrepreneur a hundred percent of your time. Like, can you do this? Um, then I did the numbers that was just like you're losing a lot of money going to all these relationship building coffees, buying scones you don't eat, right. coffee you don't drink, you know, all of that to create meetings when all they're thinking of is next week I'm away for three days for my son's, you know, so-and-so and my daughter's baby shop, you know, like people yes. are already planning, even if they're that. not away for vacation. Yeah. Um, so we did the numbers, we justified at least three of those weeks, like that middle to July to yeah to the mm -hmm. second week of August, nothing is really happening unless it's like an annual whatever at that company. And I was like, oh, well, we're so good. And now I can't live without it. So now I'm like, so brilliant. Oh my God. Girl, it's, it's amazing. And we've made a lot of money because of it. Cause the people are like, how do you take a six week self-lovecation? I want that too. And I'm like, let me show you the blueprint. <laughs> That's right. Let me show you the blueprint, honey. No. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I want to know more about this for sure. You will talk about that after, but it, it, it has been a game changer for me. Yeah. That's truly. really, really amazing. Yeah. Definitely personally and professionally. And it allows me to be in spaces like this room with you right now where yeah. I get to hear your brilliance, yeah. have your story. I'm clearly going to be subscribing, rating, and sharing your podcast, Brilliance at Work, okay? 
hashtag that people who are listening right. to. Um, hopefully going to be a guest because I think we have a lot of things we could talk on there. So y'all heard that y'all heard that invitation okay oh yeah (laughs) this will be awesome i please tell everyone how they can connect with you to continue to get good nuggets of information and if they are willing and ready to do the work and build that deeper connection with themselves and their audience how they can learn from you yeah, the best place is to go to michelleberryfranco.com. That's my website. And you can kind of just dig around and see. I think you'll get a sense of the ethos. You can see what we're up to. We have Coaches Leadership Collective, which is a separate website. So if you're in the coach and wellness arena, you could check that out. We open periodically throughout the year, but it's a membership program. So it's an easy entry, um, meaning not very expensive. <laughs> you can sort of explore that way. And then I'm on all the other channels. Michelle B. Franco on Instagram is another place to to check us out. And I don't think we said this, you can get a free copy of Beyond Applause at maryfranco.com forward slash free book. So that is a digital copy of the entire book. And I really, if this resonates for you, if crafting talks this way and thought leadership sort of stepping into leadership in your industry resonates, then get the book. Like it's the whole thing. And I'm really proud of it. It will guide you. I think that that is an amazing gift. I can immediately think of some because I don't teach speaking in that way. Like, I, you know, I help philanthropically with some college juniors or something with that right. perspective. But there's a lot of clients that are constantly asking me, I'm like, I don't do that. Yeah. I, I, listen, I do it for me. I don't do it to teach because like, teaching and doing are two different things, right? Like, and you're clearly an expert at the teaching of it as well as the doing. Um, you want to increase your passion in your bedroom while you grow your six and seven figure business? That is me. That's but teaching you how to speak? No. No, ma'am. Um, so make sure you go to Michelle Barry Franco. And I will um, include that freebie. Thank you for that, for all of the Balanced Bully listeners in the link in the show notes below. Awesome. I will do that. You, you have been such a gift today. I so appreciate you. Yeah, I've loved this so much. I could just keep on, but but we'll not. I know. <laughs> no, we'll we are going to do a part two. That's what we're going right. to do. I can't wait, I can't wait. Well, listen, when I tell you about the sneak peek, you're gonna be like, yes, hunty, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this will be phenomenal. Michelle, I'm honored by your time and I thank you. I know you're going to have an amazing day continuing to create this space of impact for so many of the impactors and influencers out there. So I appreciate you taking this time with me on so many levels. And I do want to see you back here again. And I'm thankful for the invite to your show as well. I can't wait. Thank you. (laughs) This has been so fun. Really, what a great, great start to my day. This is awesome. Balance Bowley listeners, oh, was Michelle Barry Frankel not a gift? Just a pure gift. So pay attention, listen, and highlight. Whether you are a transformational speaker in the making, you have to stand in front of your peers at work and your corporate arenas. Uh, you have to make sure that you are in a space where you feel strong, brave, and bold about your negotiating tactics when it's time for your annual reviews, your HR reviews, and all the things that come up. It does not matter. The power of your voice is crucial to your success. So if you need help in any area of that, I implore you, at minimum, go get the book, michelleberryfranco.com forward slash free book. 
I encourage you to do that. The link is below, so you have no excuse. Bookmark this because you're going to subscribe, rate, and share it anyway, right? So make sure that you get the link and get what you need. And of course, go to the Coaches Collective as well if you are in that wellness space of being a helper and really want kind of that niche encouragement and training. I, I implore you to do it. I can't say it enough. And you guys know how I am. I only bring people that I would invite to my house, to the show. So I am telling you in my virtual kitchen conversation with Michelle on the Balanced Bully podcast to make sure that you follow suit because this is your year to be the change. That is not me. That is Dr. Martin Luther King. So be the change. Embrace it in all your ways. In the interim, I want you to go and grow, create your balance and your joy, but please, for the love of God, do it boldly.